Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 464, coming to you on the 28th of July, 2023, and my gosh, the heat is on still, but today's episode is going to be Stay Frosty Friday. <laughs> so yes, it's a little double entendre there, but hey, what is life if you can't have a little fun every now and again? But as always, if you would like to help me, help you make a difference, if you'd like to help me grow the show, if you'd like to, I don't know, just be helpful, <laughs> then you can share and subscribe, join the uh, page, right? Follow the page on uh, Facebook or join the group. And if you're feeling particularly motivated, you can go and, that's right, rate and review the program on whatever podcatcher you have or even on YouTube. Help me out here, folks. We got to keep the ball rolling because Lord knows it ain't getting any easier. All right, so on to the program. Here we go. Stay frosty. Yeah, well, that has a number of meanings. Apparently, the phrase is roughly the same age as I am, which is interesting. I've always had it uh, in mind that it was kind of a prelude to uh, ready for battle. Apparently has a number of different meetings, uh, starting at paying attention, keep it on your toes, right? Keep your head on a swivel, that kind of thing. Keep eye out on things to don't lose your cool. Hence, Dan Frosty. So I, I'd like to uh, talk about that just a little bit. I mean, it is a Friday. Want to be respectful of your time. I want to give you something a little fun, a little cheery, but to think about over the weekend. All right. So. This, again, has a number of meanings. So I think we would all be wise to stay frosty because we're already in the middle of a battle. It's not necessarily a battle we chose. It's not necessarily a battle that we're looking forward to. But it is a battle. And in many ways, it's a battle for the soul of our country, right? For, for many, many years, I've heard about the economic conservatives and the social conservatives. They struck this Faustian bargain whereupon they would both agree to work within the Republican Party to get certain things done. And it seems to me the social conservatives did a whole lot to deliver the economic conservatives uh, things across the board, right? Whatever it was they wanted, they were there. And occasionally the social conservatives got a little payback and the, the economic conservatives helped them out. But there's always been a tension, right? They're, they're always... Not 100% on board. Now, they know they're dealing with crazy leftists. They they're, they know they're dealing with progressives that actually want to destroy pretty much everything that is still worthwhile in this country. So it's almost like they've devolved into frenemies, right? Well, they get along. Uh, they're friendly to each other, but they're not exactly on the same page. And they look to undermine each other. To understand this dynamic, you need not look any further than your local Republican Party, wherever you're at. I can almost guarantee you there are a certain percentage of them that are hardcore conservatives, right? They they know what's best. They want to do what's best. And they're going to fight to the <laughs> to the last man. Then there's probably a good 20 or 30% which are what I always refer to as milk toast moderates, right? They don't really stand for anything. They just don't like that achy stuff. 
They, they know that things are slightly better when Republicans run cities or counties and maybe even the states, but they're not full on conservatives. And quite frankly, most of them aren't even economically conservative to a degree. Then you throw in your economic conservatives, which honestly, I would say most of them are probably more libertarian in mindset. They, they don't really worry about those social issues. They just want less government interference. They want, they want to be left alone to do their own business. Okay, that's fine, which is probably why I'm able to get along with most of them without any major issues. Um, my only thing is, as a social conservative, I don't necessarily enthusiastic, enthusiastically embrace the role of government coming to enforce my ideals or what I believe is right. Now, that being said, as I've uh, covered many, many times in the past 450 some odd episodes here, yeah, the left doesn't look at it that way and they have zero concerns, zero restrictions on using government to enforce and mandate all their crazy stuff. So at this point, I'm kind of done with that. I'm, I'm kind of done with restricting fighting back. If you're going to come to a fight, you need to come to a fair fight. You have to be ready for the battle. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm coming from with the idea of staying frosty, right? But also on the other part of this equation, you have the ready, the pay attention aspect, right? If you're, if you're not staying frosty, if you're, if you're not staying your post, if you will, you're not paying attention and you don't see the things going on. I was listening to a show earlier today or yesterday, one or the other, and they were talking about every time there's some kind of action, particularly at the national level, it's, it's a distraction for something else that's going on that they don't want you to pay attention to. So like this latest thing, and I know I don't generally spend a lot of time on national issues, but I'm using this as an example. So bear with me here. All this, uh, show around Hunter Biden actually may be getting in trouble for some of the various felonies that he's knowingly committed. And we know that he committed. What is that distracting us from? What are we not noticing? What are we not seeing? I imagine the Trump indictment, when and if it ever should come, that too will be a distraction. What are they trying to hide? What are they trying to distract us to pay attention to that while they're doing something else? That's an underlying question I always have. But that same stuff goes on at the state level in Texas or the even the local level or the county level where you're at. To me, it's no mystery why Greg Abbott rolled out the... Uh, floaty balls with razor wire on them. I mean, he wanted to look good, yes, but he was distracting us on the fact that the fake tax relief that they pushed through is just that fake. They have the largest spending increase ever, but they're going to give us a little bit of our money back. They're going to they're going so-called re- reduce our taxes or our burden a little bit. So it's fake. They don't want us to look at that. They want us to pay attention to the floaty balls in the Rio Grande. Yeah, okay, fine. I mean, in some people buy it. Some people pay attention. But there's other things at play here. They they say they're doing one thing and they do another. This happens all the time, right? It's it's the magician's trick, sleight of hand. But again, if you're paying attention, you won't catch everything, but you'll catch some of it. Or you'll at least know when you're being fooled, when you're being distracted, so that you will know to look for something else. Again, stay frosty, folks. Pay attention to what's going on out there. You don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take anybody's word for it. Just look for yourself. You know, and this reminds me. 
one of the old refrains that I dig up every now and again. Neil Bortz used to say this. Don't believe anything just because I said it. Don't trust anybody. You should always do your own research. You should always back it up. You should always have your own knowledge. And if what I say fits with what you know or what you've learned, then you know I'm on the right page. But if I get it wrong, you need to know that. And look, I'm fallible. I'm human. I may joke on occasion that I'm smarter than the average bear, but it doesn't mean that the bear doesn't get things wrong every once in a while. Right? You you can <laughs> you can deal with anybody and they're going to get things wrong. And, and sometimes they may be right, but get this one piece wrong. And sometimes they might misunderstand the whole scenario, but come up with an accurate conclusion. Until you look and do your own research, until you spend your own time, you just don't know exactly what it is you're looking at. It's funny how that works. So again, paying attention, right? So that that's like the third way of thinking of the idea of staying frosty. So you've got, I'm ready for a fight. I'm ready for a battle. We're, we're going to probably spend a little bit more time at the end when we combine all three. Then we've got the pay attention, know what's going on around you. Don't get faked out, right? And then the third aspect is don't lose your cool, right? Stay cool, relax. So yeah, I mean, you're ready for battle. You are paying attention, but you can't, you can't just lose control. You can't go off half cocked, if you will. You have to be paying attention, but also relaxed. You have to know that when the bad stuff actually happens, you'll be right in the middle of it. And you have to be easy on the trigger figure, more metaphorically speaking here, folks. You, you got you to relax, be calm, watch things play out, and then be ready to strike when the time is right. But you don't want to lose your cool. You don't want to get provoked into making a mistake. You don't want to get provoked and lose your cool and make a mistake. The provocation is something that works extremely well. Whether it was what we did to Japan before Pearl Harbor. hmm? Whether it was what Lincoln did with Fort Sumter. Or whether it was what my little brother used to do to me. If you taunt people and you push them and you cajole them and you provoke them sooner or later they strike and when they strike if you play it right you make them look bad you make it look like it's their fault like they're the one that's across the line been there done that folks <laughs> look until you know that you've got to be careful you don't want to just go out swinging you don't want to react at the drop of a hat you don't want to get your emotions out of line and where they cause you to make a mistake. Now, nobody's perfect. Look, I mess up. You mess up. Everybody mess up. But we have to learn to do a better job with this. We got to remember to keep our cool. We got to remember to maintain our patience, our reserve. Be willing to wait until the time is right. The other thing that you're afforded to do this, if you're keeping your cool, you're paying attention and you're ready for battle You can pick your action. You can strike when it's most effective. You can make a difference with the least amount of impact. You can prevent bigger problems from occurring because you're smart about it. Yes, and a lot of this is metaphor because it has to be because nobody wants to talk about war. Nobody wants to talk about violence, but politics 
is war by other means, just like war is politics by other means, right? And you remember, again, one of my old refrains, right? You may not care about politics, but politics cares about you. If you're not paying attention, if you're not ready for what's coming on, you're going to be taken advantage of. You're going to lose. Now, I'm going to tell you, politics, the whole the whole thing about watching who's governing and how things are happening, it's not always fun. So, sometimes it's taxing. Sometimes it's annoying. But it is fun if you are willing to detach yourself and let things play out. It is enjoyable to get that big win. Yeah, you have to console yourself if you lose now and again, but you pick yourself up and you walk back into the battle, right? The battle never ends. Progressives are always going to progress. Leftists are always going to go left, right? Commies are always going to be commies. We're not going to win these people over, but we can beat them back. We can push them off. We, we can regain our foothold. But again, this goes back to the old problem. Conservatives don't conserve anything. They keep retreating. And when they do lose a battle, they stridently defend the new border as opposed to looking to retake it back. And slowly but surely, they're given up enough ground that they have nothing left to stand on. That's not me. I'm looking to go forward. I'm looking to move the ball forward. I'm looking to get wins. Now, whether it was intentional or whatever... We got a giant win. The Supreme Court recognized, yeah, you know what? Um, The feds really have no business in making it okay for women to kill their babies before they're born. So we're going to kick that back to the states where it belongs. Now, I'm looking forward to this happening with a number of other states because the feds just don't have authority to do on so many other issues. And they kick them back to the states. Yeah, we've got work to do. We need to be ready. We need to be mounting a vigorous defense. And crafting an offense, and how do we move the ball forward? So yeah, they they ended reverse discrimination. Did they? Really? I don't know. Does it matter if we don't even try and affect change? Does it matter if we don't even take action in support of it? Probably not. But again... We lived on the idea that we could have a colorblind society, and then we were sure that wasn't good enough. You had to be proactively working against your own interests to fix things. Well, I, uh, I'm not certain that's going to sell well because the progressives never stop progressing. Unfortunately for us, the conservatives decided that the progressive view put forth by Martin Luther King was somehow acceptable and conservative now. Now, some of his stuff was just fine, but his overall arching theme was progressive. But we pretend it's not because, well, he was the less, <laughs> the lesser of the two evils in that era, I guess. But at least Malcolm X was honest, right? By any means possible, we're going to get what's ours. Okay. Leave the system. We can do it on our own. Okay. I wish conservatives would learn that lesson. I, I wish the Christian conservatives would just take, uh, I guess, probably the two or three things that I could honestly say I agree with Malcolm X on and 
apply that to our lives. Hmm? You got to create your own stuff. You got to be willing to fight for what's worth saving. And you got to be willing to sometimes, sometimes cross the line in defense of life, liberty, and your stuff. Now, hopefully it doesn't get there. Hopefully we can avert this stuff. I mean, I spent the first three days talking about the calamity that was our war between the states. God knows I don't want that or anything like it. But what if we start acting now and we start making small steps now? Perhaps we can prevent that. Perhaps we can get a peaceful national divorce. Perhaps we can carve out a section of our nation that doesn't go full on wackadoo crazy. I don't know. Is that too much to ask for? Is that, is that a step too far in this scenario? What do you think? Again, keep your cool. Know what's going on. Now, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, break the fourth wall here just a little bit. I do this show and I, I come up on, on here usually five days a week. And I have a general idea what I'm going to talk about. I jot down some notes or some key talking points, if you will. And I try and stay above the fray. I try and uh, not insert myself in things too much. I mean, obviously, it's it's my point of view. The whole show is based off of what I think, hence, according to Callus. And everything basically isn't a, an opinion or an understanding that I have formed. So when I'm talking about staying frosty, the application I will give you is I spent some time over the last month or so working on a project. And I thought things were going well. I thought we were, you know, making good progress on that project. Come to find out, uh, no, from the onset, I had people that are ostensibly on my own team looking to undermine me personally, looking to undermine the work, looking to, you know, reorg things to their own benefit not the greater goal not our stated goal but no 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 their benefit well that's mighty frustrating particularly when you're dealing with people that are supposed to be on your team now some of you out there are probably laughing oh callous how'd you miss that i mean what else did you expect that's the way it is you know every man's out for himself yeah you're right you're absolutely right but my problem is that's kind of where I'm breaking the fourth wall here a little bit. I have a general policy that I trust people until they prove themselves untrustworthy. Now, that's a dangerous proposition, especially when you're dealing with political matters, right? Or, or even personal matters. But as a Christian man and somebody claims to be a Christian, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. I have to trust them to an extent. There's the old idea of trust but verify. Well, yeah, I do that. I do trust, but I double check. But if I live my entire life not trusting anybody, if I live my entire life assuming everybody's my enemy, what good is that? How how positive force can I be? What kind of change agent can I be if I just naturally assume the worst of everybody around me? I have zero expectation that I'm going to have 100% agreement with anybody, whether they're my ally, my friend, or even an acquaintance. But I assume, if they tell me one thing, that that's generally the truth, and that's probably the most accurate way to describe something. But it's, i got to tell you, it's really disappointing 
when you find out otherwise, when you find out they've lied to you, when they've misled you. Now, again, as an adult, as a rational human being, you expect this. You know what's going to happen. You particularly expect that when you're dealing with governmental organizations or competing businesses or salesmen, but really and truly, you don't expect it from people that you're working with on a similar goal, that you're working with on a greater goal. You you assume to an extent that you're wanting the same things and you're going to work towards the same end. So again, it's really frustrating, really disappointing. So then it comes down to, well, what do you do? So in politics, I always consider myself ready for battle. I'm not talking about getting in a fist fight. I'm talking about dealing with everyday stuff, right? Just your everyday altercation, the uh, interactions. I look at my everyday life as I'm paying attention to what's going on. Now, obviously, I can't see everything. I can't be involved with everything. I won't know everything. But if I'm paying attention and I'm talking to the right people, I can stay in the loop. And I can have a general idea of what's going on in the world around me. The last part of this is you got to maintain your cool. When people betray you, betray your trust, work against you, manipulate you, whatever the situation may be. And I'm not saying it was any of that. I'm just giving you examples. When those things happen, you can't react. You can't get angry. You can't go. You can't start a fight. You got to remember what the greater goal is. You have, you have to keep your eyes on the prize. If you will, you have to be willing to deal with the fact that something happened that you're not happy about and maybe this person was involved in it and maybe it's detrimental to the overall goal. Maybe it's detrimental to you personally, but you can't take it personally. You have to be willing to set it aside and figure out how can you work with this new information. Oh, and it's frustrating. It's a challenge, right? You're set up to be disappointed all the time. But if you go through life fearful And expecting the worst out of everybody, you will never, ever be able to do anything. You'll never get anything done. But if if you're willing to just take a little trust, put the weight on your shoulders and work and walk and talk and do your stuff, you'll find more success long term that way, in my opinion. But again, it is my opinion because it's my show. So... The challenge is, when that's revealed to you, what do you do? We got to maintain your cool. You got to stay frosty as it was, because you don't know if it was something else going on. You don't know if it was a momentary lapse. You don't know if it was mm, enemy action, for lack of a better phrase, right? What they say is, uh, once is coincidence, twice is, you know, happenstance, if you will. Or I'm sorry, the first is happenstance, the second is coincidence, and the third is enemy action, right? I, I probably butchered that phrase, but follow along with me here. If you react at the very first thing that happens, if you if you lose your cool, you might just miss what else is at play here. You, you might make a mistake of your own. What I would just caution you, ladies and gentlemen, is whether it's politics or whether it's business or whether it's just life in general, Stay frosty. (laughs) 
So I, I hope you found that a little bit encouraging, right? A little bit of a positive outcome, right? If if you if you're not making mistakes, if you're not overreacting, it puts you in a better position long term. We need to reorientate and think that way. We need to look at opportunities as they present themselves, right? You know, spent some time talking to somebody. They were giving me the uh, rundown of a SWOT analysis, right? Your strengths, your weaknesses, hmm? opportunities, and threats. If you if you take a pause, you step back, and you analyze, do analysis on what's playing out in front of you before you take action, before you make your move, you have a much better chance of winning. One of the things about chess masters, if in case you didn't know this, is most chess masters, and I am not one, but most chess masters can actually game out the entire game ahead of time. Now, they don't know for sure what the strategy is going to be employed, but there's only so many strategies. There's finite, but they know them all, or most chess masters know most all of them. So they can tell by a few moves what the likely next move is going to be, and they game it all out before they make the next move. They see five or ten moves ahead of time. Now me, I'm doing good to see three moves. i got to be honest. Three moves about the most I can swing. But still, if you pause, take a step back, and you wait, and you get to see the next action or the next action, that's when you're ready. That's when you strike. If you're ready for the battle, if you're paying attention and you kept your cool, you're going to be in a much better situation going forward. And with that, friends, we're coming in at 25 minutes, almost 26 minutes. Let me remind you, stay frosty. (laughs) And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.